Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, this is the drive at 5.30 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli. Oh, yes, the CIA spying on the Trump campaign, getting no coverage by the corporate media, as you could imagine that would occur. No coverage whatsoever, but we'll talk about it for you. Uh, The so-called border bill, which is, of course, getting our money across the border of Ukraine. The battle goes on there and uh, shooting at the Super Bowl parade in Kansas City. We'll keep you updated on on all of these things as uh, as time goes on today. We are only with you till 6 o'clock, though, tonight because... Because we have basketball. Um, but anyway, in the meantime, 855-839-1210 and on Twitter at Rich Zioli if you would like to weigh in. Now, <clears throat> the, the report about the CIA and these foreign intelligence agencies targeting 26 Trump associates illegally before the 2016 Russia collusion, collusion claims even came out. Um, it's a very big story that Michael Schellenberger and Michael, Mike Ta, uh, Matt Taibbi broke. The U.S. intelligence community asked foreign spy agencies to surveil 26 associates of Donald Trump in the run-up to the 2016 election, which triggered the allegations that the former president's campaign had been colluding with Russia. Former CIA director John Brennan, who I've told you many times over the years should be in prison for lying to Congress, he is one of the worst people ever, and he also, as the director of the CIA, broke into the bipartisan Senate skiff that was investigating the enhanced interrogation slash torture. Um, but, you know, nothing happens to him because he goes on and he screams about Trump being a threat to democracy. This guy is the absolute one of the reasons why the Constitution uh, is, is basically meaningless at this point in the country because guys like him have destroyed it in the name of keeping us safe, which is a bunch of malarkey. They've used it to turn this country into a police state where they use their federal law enforcement and national security powers to advance their political agendas. So former CIA director John Brennan identified and presented the targets to the U.S.'s intelligence sharing partners in the so-called Five Eyes agencies. The intelligence gathering organizations in the U.S., United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. 
The report, identi- the report by independent journalists Schellenberger, Matt Saibi, and Alex Gutentag has not been confirmed by the New York Post. They cite multiple unnamed sources, including ones close to the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, led by Representative Mike Turner. Turner's office did not respond for comment. The U.S. intelligence community has identified the 26 Trump associates as people to bump or make contact with or manipulate, one source told the outlet. In spy speak, bumping is when a reason is manufactured to meet with a target of interest in order to develop a relationship that could lead to intelligence. They bump the person. It's different from the bumping that occurs, say, in the mafia where you bump somebody off or something like that. They were targets of our own intelligence community and law enforcement, targets for collection and misinformation. Britain's government communications headquarters intelligence apparatus, which is known as the GCHQ, was making contacts with Trump associates as early as March of 2016. They were making contacts and bumping Trump people going back to March of 2016. You know, I was one of those Trump people back in March of 2016. I don't know if I was ever bumped, but I was down in Mar-a-Lago, you know, doing debate prep with Trump. As you know, and um, I mean, a lot of the people that were on the campaign in the early days, it's funny because it was really a hodgepodge of an operation back then, much different than it is now. And Jared Kushner was really the uh, I mean, he was the guy that was really running the show. He was asked recently, too, is he going to get involved again? He said, no, he's staying in Florida. He's happy with his he's got a hedge fund or something he's doing. And he said, you know, there's a whole professional campaign team and they're running the show now and you know he's not he doesn't want to be involved in it but but back in march of 2016 it was a very different world um we really didn't know um if uh, you know he was going to ever be accepted by the republican party you know if there was going to be an attempt to switch him out of the convention or not but we were prepping for the big debate in Miami back in March of 2016, where we're still Rubio and Cruz. And um, really, the, the, at that point, it was, you know, is Ted Cruz going to beat Donald Trump? And there were a lot of people who were advocating for Cruz back then. It was a very, very vicious fight, if you can remember. But it was early on, and Trump was not yet the de facto nominee. That would that would not be until a few more months. I mean, I personally think that the Miami debate was the end of it. I think he, he, you know, closed it down after that. But it would still go on for quite a bit. But they were nervous, obviously, that he was going to win. They were nervous that he was going to be the nominee. So they started doing all these things back in March of 2016. Now, you know, when you're in the 26th floor of Trump Tower, which is where his office was, and you sit there and you talk back then, you know, Hope Hicks, Corey Lewandowski, um, uh, you know, the, the, the sons were there. You know, you, you talk shop and talk policy. I mean, Russia never came up. But you, you got to wonder how many of those conversations they were listening in on. You, know, you just have to wonder because obviously they were so terrified of this guy that they created this idea of russia collusion i mean they came up with it they just created this our government barack obama's administration barack obama's cia created russian collusion they made this up i know that everybody thinks the dossier is what started this but you're but that's not correct the dossier first of all this fake dossier that hillary clinton's campaign had that was what they used as their excuse to investigate the trump campaign 
But the dossier was was not something that was considered to be an official document. They knew it was a fugazi. They knew it was. They used that as the MacGuffin. You know, they say in movies all the time, what's the MacGuffin? Like, for example, um, some of my friends today are watching Quentin Tarantino movies for Valentine's Day, obviously, because one of Tarantino's first movies, I think his first movie was True Romance. And there's a great... My, one of my favorite movies, Pulp Fiction. And the whole thing about that briefcase, you know, what's in the briefcase? Is it Marcellus Wallace's soul? Is it, nobody knows, right? It's a MacGuffin. It's, it's there to keep the plot going. It's the, you know, it's the papers in Casablanca. You know, I got to get your papers and leave. Something has to keep the story going. And that's what they call that plot device, MacGuffin. The, the dossier was the MacGuffin to use to keep justifying the spying of the Trump campaign, but they knew it was a fugazi. They knew it wasn't real. They knew that, and yet they did it anyway. And they did it anyway because they were terrified of Trump then, and they wanted to stop him. Don't forget, these people would keep doing this even after he was president of the United States of America. They didn't stop when he became president. They kept going. They were making contacts and bumping Trump people going back to March of 2016. They were sending people around the UK, Australia, Italy, the Mossad in Italy. MI6 was working at an intelligence school they had set up. A uh, spokesperson for the British told the outlet that claims it was asked to conduct wiretapping against the then president-elect are nonsense. Oh, please. Intelligence related to the alleged surveillance effort is housed in a 10-inch binder, according to the outlet, which Trump ordered to be declassified at the end of his presidency and could contain evidence that multiple U.S. intelligence officials broke laws against spying and election interference. The whereabouts of the alleged thick binder are unknown. The Trump campaign and the CIA did not respond to the Post request for comment. Warrantless surveillance of U.S. persons is specifically prohibited by U.S. law. But as you know, they violate that all the time by stretching the limits of Section 702 of the FISA Act, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. It's what I talked about earlier in the show. This needs to be absolutely 100% reworked before it's reauthorized or don't reauthorize it. Because as of right now, there's, there's, such, there's such leeway for the deep state to be able to use it against American citizens that they're so brazen about it, they used it against a political campaign. They literally used Section 702 of the FISA Act to infiltrate the Trump campaign. To this day, I don't know why he ever reauthorized it. I don't know. I really, I, I'm sure, well, actually, I do know, because people around him said, you know what, Mr. President, uh, even though they used it against you and tried to bring down your campaign, um, we don't want a terror attack happening. And But I hope to God, if he gets back in there, he does not do that again. And I, and I hope to God it does not go through unless they make serious reforms. But they won't. What they'll do is they'll kick the can down the road again and they'll say, well, you know, we have to worry about terrorism. And none of the people who get in tr- none of the people who abuse the FISA Act and spy on American citizens get in trouble for it. No one at the FBI. I mean, just ask yourself this. Lisa Page and uh, her, her boyfriend. All right, uh, Strozak, Peter, M- Peter Strozak, Mr. Strozak, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, they're free. They're walking around. They're, they're, nobody got, they didn't get in trouble. They literally have text messages, those two lovebirds, saying we can't let him win. We, he won't. We'll stop him. We'll stop him, meaning we, the FBI and the Department of Justice, will stop him. And nothing happens to them. No one gets in trouble. You know, the Durham report comes out. And it shows how all this was an entire fugazi, the entire Russia collusion based on this fake dossier. But it wasn't the dossier was not 
you can't make an intelligent argument and say that the dossier was what started all this. What started all this was their desire to stop Trump. The dossier was just what they used to keep the, the plot going. But the, but the plot of the movie was stop this guy at any cost. And that, and that, that started at a time, I think, even before 2016. I think it started in 2015 when they realized that this guy had a legitimate shot of winning. And they couldn't control him. You know, if Jeb had gotten the nomination with an exclamation mark, Jeb would have been fine. He would have played ball. He would have been okay. You know what I mean? It's like Nikki Haley now. She would have played ball. She'd be okay. That's why they're not trying to stop Haley. It's why they'd be fine if Haley wins. If Haley's the nominee, they won't, Biden will stay in the race and they won't care. But they cannot let Trump in for another four years. Uh, It was called the revenge tour by Maureen Dowd in the New York Times. Good. I hope it is a revenge tour. I hope he does take revenge against these people who abuse the Constitution. I do. I hope he takes revenge against these agencies that think that they can spy on American citizens, infiltrate political campaigns, use the power that we gave them to keep us safe from terrorists against us. I do hope he takes revenge against that, and I, and I, hope, he, I hope the revenge is swift, and I hope that that revenge means that people are held accountable, that people are charged, that people are fired, that agencies are reformed. I hope all those things happen. Yes, I'm Italian. I like revenge. I do very much. And they're terrified of that. And I'll tell you what, he's not going to make the same mistake he made last time, which is to bring in all the hacks of the RNC and the establishment and bring them in and advise him. He's not going to do that this time around. He's learned from that. This time around, he goes in and he realizes the battle as president he has to face, which is his own administration. I mean, think about it. All these people worked for him. All these people were part of the executive branch of government. The NSA, the CIA, the FBI, the Department of Justice, they all work for the president. They are all under the executive. And they all tried to undermine his candidacy and his presidency. You talk about trying to undermine your boss at work, which, well, we may be doing a lot of in the coming months, and uh, Matt DeSantis, but um, I digress. The point is that um, you, you think about undermining your boss at work. What, what this was was an all-out effort by the people who worked for the president of the United States of America in the executive branch to destroy his presidency. And nothing happened to them. They try to coup against this guy. I mean, let's not let's not play word games here. It was a coup. They just weren't successful. They almost were, though. Their goal was use Russia as the bad guy, tap into that Republican sentiment, you know, from the 80s with Reagan, Russia, bad Russia, Trump's a bad man, Russia, and then have the Republican Party turn around and impeach him, remove him from office as being a Russian agent. That was their goal, or at least at least so cripple him that he's able to get nothing done. That was what their goal was, and that's why they used Russia. It wasn't an accident that they used Russia. Russia is always the beloved bad guy in the movies, in the spy movies, in the books, and everything else. It's a great, for the plot of the movie, of how you stop Donald Trump, you can't think of a better villain than Russia. Former FBI lawyer Kevin Kleinsmith was sentenced to probation in 2021 after admitting that he falsified an email to renew a wiretap against former Trump campaign advisor Carter Page. Probation. Page had been wiretapped uh, after intelligence sources suspected that he may have been targeted by Russian spies. The wiretap, which was approved by the Secret Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court, was reviewed several times after it was first granted. 
This is the big story of the day today, by the way, brought to you by Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. Go see him for your perfect smile. My buddy, my friend, the master of dental implants, Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. So they go after Carter Page. They, they, these FISA court judges also approve, I think it's something like 98.9% of all the warrant applications that they get, all the warrant requests. So the judges are not really there to secure the Fourth Amendment and secure liberty. What the judges are there to do, they're there to make sure that the um, FISA warrants are approved. That's really what they're there for. It's a joke. It's a, it's a joke. It's not a real. It's not a real judge looking to make sure that the Constitution, the civil liberties of the person, are protected in any way, shape, or form. Last March, Special Counsel John Durham concluded that the FBI investigation of Trump's uh, Trump's alleged collusion with Russia was seriously flawed and had no basis in evidence. In response, the FBI said it, it had implemented dozens of corrective actions. Dozens. There are dozens of us. Since the improper Trump probe and the missteps identified in the report could have been prevented had the reforms been in place in 2016. In 2022, Taibbi and Schellenberger were involved in the publishing of the Twitter Files expose, which detailed how the social media giant's previous management team sought to silence controversial voices and suppress news items, such as the New York Post reporting on the Hunter Biden laptop. Shocking. Anyway, um, <clears throat> this is why, you know, to just blindly renew Section 702 of the FISA Act would be a absolute joke. But, you know, one of the reasons why I kind of think there's and I know Susie's going to get mad at me, but I kind of think the Michelle Obama thing, you just can't dismiss it outright. Is it think of all the stuff that's coming out about Obama's administration? Think of all the stuff that's coming out about just how corrupt that place was. Joe Biden used that place as, as, a, as a brothel, basically as a brothel to make money with Ukraine and China and Romania. And God only knows who else. And, it is all, and it, Obama was the one in charge during all this. And it was Obama's CIA that started to spy on an American citizen running for president of the United States and 26 of his associates. See, I got to think to myself, if I'm Barack Obama, and as I'm trying so hard right now to keep my legacy pure, um, I don't want any of this coming out. And it's coming out. You know, and if, he, and, and if they lose to Trump, all bets are off. You know what I mean? So they just can't. I just don't think they can risk it with Biden. Think the stakes are so high. You know, the stakes right now are so high. And not only that, but the military industrial complex and the war in Ukraine. You know, Elon Musk, for example, came out and said that um, the Senate's foreign aid spending bill is not going to do anything to stop the war. It's not going to help Ukraine. It's only going to prolong it, actually make things worse. Here's what Elon Musk said. Cut number five. The the really important thing to to bear in mind here is that... um, this this spending does not help Ukraine. Prolonging the war does not help Ukraine. This is very important to appreciate. Um, I, I think it's it's fantastic. Like America wants to be the good guy. You, you know that that's actually pretty rare. We actually care about what, whether we're the good guy or not. <laughs> Most countries don't. Um, and 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 we want to we want to keep that. We want to do the right thing. We want to help people. The, the problem is prolonging the war and and having sacrificing the flower of Ukrainian youth and and we should have some sympathy for the Russian youth as well. It's not like they want to be there. 
Um, and having all these boys die for nothing is wrong. And it needs to stop. And that's what it comes down to. He did a Twitter spaces too. Senator Mike Lee, J.D. Vance, Ron Johnson. By the way, thanks to my buddy Dawn Stensley. She is the best. She just uh, texted me some breaking news locally. Former Philly police commander Joe Bologna acquitted of assault charges. Uh, that's great. Joe's a terrific guy, and um, I'm happy for him. I'm really happy for him. Good. That's excellent. I'm glad he's been acquitted of those assault charges. We'll have more on that for you, but that just happened, and uh, she texted that to me to update me on that breaking news. So thank you, Dawn, for that. I appreciate it very much. Um, Mike Lee, J.D. Vance, and Ron Johnson had a brainstorm on Twitter spaces about the Ukraine border deal. And also on the call were Vivek Ramaswamy, David Sachs, and Elon Musk. Here's a little bit of that conversation. Cut four. Well, what is the rationale given for sending vast sums of money with no accountability to Ukraine? This, how is it in, in any way defensible? What, what is the, what, at least what is the defense that they say that no, this is why we should not have any accounting of how the money is spent? Yeah, Elon, it's Judy. And here's the basic argument. Uh, it's that we have to rush resources to Ukraine immediately or they're liable to fall to Russian aggression. And it's all basically an argument made under the gun that unless you approve this appropriation of resources and weapons, then you will allow Russia to win. So it's a kind of moral blackmail. And, you know, every negative story that comes out of Ukraine, every, you know, item of corruption that David and Mike have just pointed to, these things sort of get brushed under the rug. And if you don't support this, then you want Vladimir Putin to win. And that's the moral framing here. So the other argument that you sometimes hear folks make, Elon, is that the money has been entirely well accounted for. And even some of our Senate Republican colleagues in private and meetings with Obama administration senior, or sorry, Biden administration senior officials will say, well, this has been the most properly accounted for money in the history of any American conflict. It doesn't even pass the smell test. And they'll admit to you that it's a complete lie when you push them on it. But it, it, it becomes this sort of sunk cost fallacy where these guys can't admit that there is corruption. They can't admit that there's no strategy. They can't admit that this isn't going well, because if they admitted that, it would cause too much psychological harm and they'd have to cut bait. Well, well what about even retroactive uh, examination? You know, if, if there's an urgency to the money, the one can understand, okay, the, you know, if, if Ukraine's going to fall apart without saying the money, then there should at least be subsequent accounting and, and accountability for where the funds are sent and prosecution where there is corruption. That's where they fall back on the argument that the money's already properly accounted for. The other point, too, that was made, and um, I think this is a, a, an excellent point that was made as well, which is the the escalation fact here, you know, this is, this is, you're just going here. Russia is not going to lose. And that's the point. Russia will keep going. This is where you get into the argument. And it's, it drives me crazy when people say, well, you want Putin to win or you're pro Putin or you're pro Russian or anything like that. No, you're just acknowledging the facts of the circumstances. And this is where I've said to you before, if the United States of America really believes 
I mean, really, truly believes that stopping Putin has to be done because otherwise he will roll through NATO and he will start World War III and our kids will be fighting and blah, blah, blah. Then have that debate in Congress and pass a resolution to authorize it and then stop him because otherwise he's going to win. He's going to win. Now, I don't buy that theory. I don't buy that theory at all. I think that he's going to stop at Ukraine because he's not going to fight with NATO because, yes, that would be a response from the United States of America and the other NATO countries. So I don't think he's going to do that. And even Nikki Haley said Putin's never attacked a NATO member. So I don't believe that argument. But if they really believe that, then have that debate, take a vote in Congress as per the Constitution, and then actually do what needs to be done to stop that. But you see, it's not true, though. That's the thing. They don't really believe it. It's a lie. They tell you that to get you to support it. Well, you don't support Ukraine funding now, then it's going to be your kids fighting this war. It's a lie. And they know it's a lie. But have the debate and then see if you can authorize that. And if that's the case, then then you do whatever you got to do to win. But they're not going to do that because they know it's BS. Uh, Here's a little bit more of this. Cut number six. Well, first of all, I think we all have to understand that Vladimir Putin will not lose this war. I, I say it that way as opposed to Ukraine can't win. Vladimir Putin will not lose. Losing to Vladimir Putin is existential to Vladimir Putin. They are, Russia has exactly. four times the population. They have a much larger industrial base. Again, I said Russia can produce 4.5 million of those shells a year. We're not even up to a million a year. The average age of a Ukrainian soldier right now is 43 years old. And David, I heard you uh, quote the Time Magazine article. There are other quotes from some of tops, some of Zelensky's top aides uh, say that even if the U.S. and its allies come through with all the weapons they have pledged, quote, we don't have the men to use them, unquote. So the fact of the matter is, if you're worried about the people of Ukraine, you have to understand that probably about 100,000 of their soldiers have been killed. Has there been about 100,000 Russian conscripts? I take no joy in that. 40,000 civilians. Hundreds of billions of dollars of Ukraine has been destroyed. The only way this war ends is in a settlement. And every day that the war goes on, more Ukrainians, more Russian conscripts die, more civilians die, more of Ukraine gets destroyed, they'll have to be built. So, again, sending $60 billion as added fuel to the flames of a bloody stalemate makes no sense whatsoever as evil a war criminals Putin is, he's not going to lose this war. And our colleagues here just aren't willing to accept that reality. And they're living in a fantasy world, thinking that Ukraine can win this thing. They can't. David, that's exactly right. I think that that, that, that is an excellent summary of the situation. The, you know, when I've raised this, this point, people have, of course, accused me of being some sort of Putin apologist, um, when, when in fact, um, my companies have probably done more to make, I mean, uh, undermine Russia than any, than anything. Um, I mean, Sp- SpaceX is, has taken away two thirds of the Russian launch business. Um, the Starlink has uh, overwhelmingly helped uh, Ukraine. Um, I, I, you, you, I mean, it's, it's such an absurd uh, accusation. My concern is exactly what you articulated. Um, if you have an, an extended war of attrition, every day that goes by, there are Ukrainian boys that are, and not even boys anymore because they're running out of boys. Um, that you're losing, Ukraine is losing people every day. And if you're going to spend lives, it must be for a purpose. Uh, and not not just, uh, you know, a mile here, a mile there. In fact, a mile back and forth. The lines aren't moving. 
Well, there you go. In fact, there's another study that says Russia can sustain this for for years to come. And um, it's a problem. Meanwhile, you know, they used a hypersonic missile, apparently. Um, Their technology is very advanced. My point is we have to stop pretending like all these checks to Ukraine are actually going to beat Vladimir Putin. And if the United States of America really believes really believes that we have to stop him now or he will conquer Europe next, then they need to pass a resolution authorizing that. And then we got to fight him now and beat him in Ukraine. But they don't really believe that because they know it's BS. It's the excuse they use to get the money. It's not true. They know it's not true. They keep telling you it's true because they want you to be okay with sending another $60 billion to Ukraine. That's the bottom line. That's it. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. I tell you the truth. I peel back the curtains on this stuff and I give you the real deal. It's what I do. It's what I do. Uh, Listen, Emmons Roofing and Siding, my great friends at Emmons, they do a terrific job. And if you would like to have your bathroom remodeled, Emmons can remodel your bathroom in one day. That's right, one day. Just go to EmmonsRoofing.com. Or you can go to the Emmons Design Showroom. In Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Emmons, I've used them for over six years with our house. Our roof, siding, windows, doors, they've done it all. And kitchen and bathroom remodeling. That's right, kitchen and bathroom remodeling too. They did that in our old house. Bridget was thrilled. And happy wife, happy life. So please reach out to them today. EmmonsRoofing.com. Matt and Stephanie and the entire team will do a great job for you. You can have your bathroom and kitchen remodeled before you know it at a great price with great people. They serve Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, and the Jersey Shore. If you've had any storm damage, get it inspected. Emmons, they are, they are, they work directly with your insurance company to have any of that damage repaired very quickly. And if you have a shore house, get that roof inspected as well because minor, minor uh, repairs that are needed now, if they're not dealt with, can turn into very costly repairs when the warm weather hits. Emmonsroofing.com, Emmonsroofing.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Zioli Show, on your schedule, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app.
Yes, she is. Uh, lots to talk about. But listen, I just wanted to mention um, a local story here because I know him and he's a, he's, a, he's a good guy. And I'm happy that uh, the jury did the right thing here. So ex-Philadelphia police inspector Joe Bologna found not guilty of assaulting a protester during the 2020 racial justice demonstrations, as the Inquirer puts it. Of course, you know that those are the summer of love after uh, George Floyd died. Joe Bologna was acquitted by a Philadelphia jury on charges of simple assault and possessing an instrument of crime. And uh, good. If you remember, there was there were all those riots and there was not they were not peaceful protests. It, it was it was they were rioting and there was an issue with a baton and a temple student and they charged him. And of course, Larry Krasner went after him because Larry Krasner is a is a demented demon. One of the George Soros funded prosecutors who is hell bent on going after cops and hell bent on letting criminals go free. And a Philadelphia jury on Wednesday found the 57 year old not guilty of simple assault and possessing an instrument of crime, reaching their decision in only 30 minutes. Bologna's defense attorney, <clears throat> Fortunato Perry Jr., told the jury during closing arguments that his client's life had been a nightmare during the three and a half years since he was arrested for his actions during the June 1st melee on the Ben Franklin Parkway in Center City. <clears throat> he said, finally, somebody took a long, hard look at the law in this case and found that Joe Bologna did nothing other than his job that day. Good. Excellent. Uh, the defense rested on a section of the Philadelphia Police Code that says use of force is justified when a subject, in this case the 21-year-old at the time, Evan Gorski, resists arrest or appears to threaten bodily harm. District Attorney Larry Krasner, the cancer of Philadelphia, when asked about Bologna's acquittal during an unrelated news conference, said that he had no criticism of the jury's decision, but his office was obviously hoping for a different verdict. Quote, I know that the culture and the system... The culture in society tends to give every benefit of the doubt to law enforcement who are charged with crimes. We accept this outcome. I am proud of the fact that our investigations unit worked so hard to try to get justice in ways that my predecessors never even tried. You know why they never tried, you jerk? Because these cops that you go after are the good guys. And you let the bad guys walk free. Listen, don't, don't doubt me on this when I tell you that Larry Krasner and his mindset, this Marxist mindset that he has which is all these prosecutors around the country, all their George Soros money, all these guys believe that this is how you take over and change America. You don't do it from the top down. You do it from the bottom up. And you start by getting district attorneys in there who will actually be public defenders because their belief is that the criminals are the victims and the cops are the bad guys who perpetuate the hierarchy and racism and white supremacy and blah, 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 blah. So... Um, I'm happy. This is this is good. This is justice, and I'm I'm sad that it took years of of his life to deal with this. But the good news is the jury came back in 30 minutes in Philadelphia and acquitted him. Think about that for a moment. Think about that. Um, amazing. All right. Uh, so good for Joe. I have a clip of Bob Costas, and Bob Costas, um, a lot of common sense on trans-identifying athletes by saying that we can't throw common sense out the window. And good for Bob Costas for saying so. Cut number nine. I mean, obviously, a lot of people are saying, is it fair? No, is it fa fair, to, fair. to make some a women biological to compete against someone in the Summer Olympics who was uh, 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 the opposite sex in the Winter Olympics? 
Without getting too deep into this, people may not realize this. The individual federations that govern these sports make up their own rules. So World Aquatics may have different rules than FIFA or uh, the Track and Field Association. So I understand that when it comes to Olympic boxing, that federation will allow trans women to compete against biological women at at birth, biological women. That seems crazy. And you don't want well, to be called, it's not transphobic to say, let's inject some common sense here. A lot of this is murky. Right. And we don't, we don't want, we, we know that, that, that some people who use this as an issue actually are hostile toward trans people or people who, after right. a carefully considered decision at a certain point in life, decide that they'll be happier and closer to their true selves. I think any sensitive person is aligned with that. Right. But Sugar Ray Leonard didn't fight Mike Tyson. They were contemporary. Sugar Ray was a welterweight. Mike was a heavyweight. All right. If someday the best player in the WNBA can play in the NBA, everybody would applaud. But if the worst guy at the end of the bench on the worst team in the NBA went to the WNBA and averaged 40 points a game, everybody knows that's bullshit. All right, so. And look, you can be compassionate, but still say it's ridiculous that you're letting biological dudes compete with women. I mean, you could be compassionate, but it's ridiculous and it's wrong and you should say it's wrong. You know, and 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 it's not fair to the women. It's just not. But, you know, the problem, though, and this is the point that I think Bob Costas miss, misses, is that for it's not about hostility towards trans people. I think he's wrong on that point. You get hostility towards people like Riley Gaines who defend women and defend women's athletes, female athletes. They, they're the ones who get the hostility, actually. It's not the trans people. And and I don't defend Riley Gaines and go after the fact that Will Thomas is a dude because I hate trans people. I do it because it's not right that he's competing against her in the pool. He wants to go live his life as a, as a she. I mean, knock yourself out, man. I, I don't you, you you do you. you I'll do me. Just don't make me pay for it. Live your life. But when you start taking things away from other people, that's where I have a problem with it. That's not anti-trans or transphobia that's just defending the rights of women and yet people like riley Gaines are actually the ones who receive no compassion and are called horrible names and are called um bigots and everything like that so bob costas is wrong on that point you could be compassionate about how people live their lives and you should be because as long as nobody's hurting anybody else that's you know you're an adult go live your life i don't care but if you are taking something away from somebody else in the course of doing so then it's wrong, and then you don't deserve compassion. You deserve criticism. Bottom line. Um, all right. I got, I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff. You've had this in the cut sheet for a couple of days, Matt DeSantis, this Democrat representative with a $50 minimum wage proposal. I want that. Finally. Finally. $50 an hour? <laughs> yeah, it amounts to, I think, $104,000 a year, by the way. Sign me up. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. This uh, is in California, obviously. Yeah, this was during their big debate to fill uh, Dianne Feinstein's vacant Senate seat. This is Representative Barbara Lee. Just do the math. Of course we have national uh minimum wages that we need to raise to a living wage. You're talking about 20 $25, fine. But I have got to be focused on what California needs and what the affordability factor is when we calculate this wage. Do the math. $50 minimum wage. I'm trying to understand that works out to be $104,000 a year? 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's not just her. I mean, they're all looking to do this, right? Well, no. I mean, Adam Schiff actually didn't walk down that path with her. Katie Porter probably was in agreement, but Schiff, I believe, has got a pretty uh, hefty lead over everyone else. So he's basically just trying not to screw up at this point. Just not don't embarrass yourself. I think was his strategy for the debate. So he didn't say anything. But um, yeah, I'm sure Katie Porter. She's you know. Uh, she's part of that Elizabeth Warren School of Economics, so she probably thinks it's a brilliant idea, too. Well, we endorse that idea on this program. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 104 grand a year sounds pretty nice. That's a minimum wage. I agree. I mean, come on. Obviously. That's a no-brainer. 50 bucks an hour? Yes. Sign me up. Um, <clears throat> Sopranos actress uh, Drea De Matteo, she played Adriana on The Sopranos. Oof, ah. Adriana. Oh, man. Sorry, it took me back a little bit. To... <laughs> <laughs> she was great. Uh, She's still hot. I know. I know. And she didn't get the COVID shot, and they, I guess, blacklisted her in Hollywood because of that. We should did you know to... that? I, I did not know that, but we should try to get her on the show. Get her on the show and see if you can pull that off. You haven't pulled off any big name guests, so why not? Uh, this one not? I might be able to pull off. My sister knows her somehow. Really? Yeah. Well, my sister works in journalism and knows a lot of people, but that's one individual that I think she speaks to just fairly regularly, so perhaps we can make it happen. Get her in the studio, and I'll actually come in the studio that day. <laughs> It'd be great to see her. I would love to be in studio with Adriana. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, but no, I mean, she hasn't had a lot of opportunities, she said, since she turned, since she was, she she wouldn't get the, the COVID vaccine. And, and she said that she was um, denied opportunities as a result of that, which I think is not fair. Uh, she was on Megyn Kelly's podcast. Take a listen. With all of the conservatives out there in the last three years, it was the only safe place to go and find some semblance of truth for me. Um, I felt more aligned with a lot of a lot of the things they were talking about. However, there are some social issues that I would still stick to that were my old school issues, but but never condemning someone else for having a different opinion about something. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I couldn't understand that was happening during the Trump administration. And then it got worse, in my opinion, in the Biden administration. I think people, I, I really do think that the left is way more um, just angry and This is supposed to be the hippies and the, you know, the people that really do care about equality and inclusivity. And then all of a sudden they are the ones shutting everything down, shutting everyone out, condemning freedom of speech, condemning everything. There you go. Uh, Good for her. Yes. Get her in studio, Matt, to sink the traitorous. You can do this. I'll try. I'll let her know. You can do it. Don't try, do. There is no try, there is only do. Don't you remember what Yoda said? No, I don't. I haven't seen any of those Star Wars movies in a long time. Henry, what's your favorite Quentin Tarantino movie, by the way? Mm. That's a good question. Uh, I'll I'll say Django. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Over Pulp Fiction, huh? Yeah, I don't want to sound too basic by saying Pulp Fiction, and I don't want to sound too, like, crazy if I said, like, true romance, because he didn't really direct that movie. No, he wrote it. He didn't direct it. Yeah. But Reservoir Dogs, he did both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, all of his movies except for uh, 
Yeah, True True Romance and uh, what was the other one? Death Proof. Yeah. Oh, that's a bad movie. Yeah, that's not. I'm, I never saw that. I'm one, excited actually. for the new one coming out. The castings are leaking out slowly. And then he did, of course, the Kill Bill movies, which were great too. Yeah. So. Have you Have you heard about this new one? No. The movie critic. It's his tenth and final film. I have not. Yeah, he casted uh, Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise in it so far. Well, he did um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? That's my favorite yes. Tarantino yeah, that was, movie. Is that your favorite Tarantino uh, movie? It's one of my all-time favorite movies, period. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I think that's a really good one. Um, Road Warrior says Bob Costas also just called us all a repre- reprehensible cult in the same interview. Did he? I was looking at the update on the... Um, shooting. Did he say that we're a reprehensible cult? Well, not in that clip, but he's oh, in a different. He's one. not a uh, fan of Donald Trump. Oh no, by any not. stretch no. of the imagination, no. and he made that abundantly clear during his conversation with Bill Maher. Jackie Brown, that's a good one too. <laughs> Jackie Brown. Um. <clears throat> all right, we got to get out of here soon. We have basketball tonight. That stinks. It's really looking forward to doing another hour. Yeah, I hate having to leave early. <laughs> I know. Oh, well. Well, we'll be back tomorrow. But they're going to do a, an update on the shooting in Kansas City at, I guess, 6 o'clock. So um, we have basketball, and you'll have to go someplace else if you want to hear it. I guess that's the only thing I can say. Um, all right. Well, thank you for listening to the show today. Appreciate it very much. We'll come back tomorrow. We'll do a three-and-a-half-hour show tomorrow. So we have basketball again tomorrow. That's okay. Don't worry. Like I said, I'm on solo dad duty, so I can handle it while my wife's away and my father-in-law's helping out so it's okay i'm not don't cry for me don't cry for me argentina um i do want to thank our friends at mccausland lock service though they're great people and they do a great support of our travis Mannion foundation radiothon every year we do that and um mccausland steps up every year as well now if you need to have your let's say let's say you've lost your car keys or your key fob is broken you got to call mccausland lock service they are the experts you need to repair replace reprogram original factory remotes transponder keys chip keys and more in addition to major makes they also can help you with various bmw mercedes volkswagen and audi vehicles they can help you while you wait and the best part is they charge up to 50 percent below what you'd pay at a dealer they are a full service locksmith and they are available for whatever you need and they are dedicated to delivering superior customer service so please reach out to my friends at McCausland Lock Service today 610-430-1500 Tom and Chrissy are great people and they'll take great care of you they're conveniently located on Route 420 in Prospect Park PA and McCausland Lock Service is proud to once again support the Travis Mannion Foundation Radiothon that we will be doing in March, just a couple weeks from now, actually about a month from now. Um, and McCausland steps up, so we're really grateful for their support, McCausland Lock Service. Uh, let me just say before I wrap up today that um, you know, there's other stuff I didn't get to, but um, I didn't, I'm not going to play it out of time, but uh, a Fox News anchor, John Roberts... <laughs> Ended his interview with Nikki Haley by just saying to her, why Why are you going through with this? Because she's going to lose in her home state and also every other state. Um, pretty funny. Maybe we'll, we'll get to it tomorrow. Have a great rest of your night tonight. Enjoy it. And we're back with you tomorrow. Keep the conversation going on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Thank you. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.